Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, Rob Crother! Gentlemen, welcome back to a very special WrestleMania 36 edition Bob Culture Podcast. We hope everyone's doing well. We hope everyone is staying safe. You know, stay home, everybody. Wash those hands. You know the deal. And guys, right now you are listening to Metal Lingus, of course, Edge's theme, uh, covered by my good friends in It Lives and Breeze. Guys, thank you so much for letting us use your tunes. It's getting us pumped. Finally, for a very interesting WrestleMania this year. So happy to have my uh, hashtag evolution, if you will. My boys here with me. We're talking over video chat, but we're making it happen. Maybe we'll zoom it WrestleMania together. It's going to be great. Let's introduce the panel first. We got to start with the editor in chief. Hashtag dad instincts. Hashtag you know why, Bill. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, Mr. Bill Bodkin. What's up, bro? What's up, man? I guess if uh, I guess if I'm anyone in evolution. I guess, you know, since Big Cat's probably the enforcer. Right, and I'm hands sure down. shit is not Randy Orton. <laughs> and uh, so, um, well, I'll be the nature boy because I had something to drink before this podcast. Space Mountain and South Amboy is always open. Never gets refused, but it's always open. <laughs> there you go. Love it, Bill. I'm glad to have you. I'm excited to talk some wrestling. And of course, definitely the Batista of our show. Hashtag the enforcer. Hashtag the anti-smart. Please welcome back. Back to the show, uh, and first responder, round of applause, please, of course, for our good friend, Mr. Matt Wittes. What's up, bro? How are you doing out there? Doing excellent, and much like Batista, I have gone bald gracefully. <laughs> ah. Wow, there it is. <laughs> and I thought you were going to say, I just walked through a pit of danger, and I'm like, I can see that. Yeah! <laughs> Love it. Do the uh, machine gun, Matt. What's it? <laughs> and that other beautiful voice you hear, of course, coming back, making his return. The VAC attack is back. Jack, please welcome back to the show. The human wrestling encyclopedia himself and the man who coined the phrase, the Bob Culture Podcast, Mr. Michael Vacchiano. What's up, bro? How you doing? How you doing, man? I'm not going to even try to attempt what evolution member I am because I know we only got a certain amount of time, so it's just, we'll get to the good stuff. You're, you're Randy Orton by default. Randy Orton? <laughs> Okay. Compress Randy Orton, but yes. So, the, so that that makes me the game. Uh, so there you go. I'm not good as well, a. You do have the good chin strap, like you know. Well, uh, uh, what do you call it? what's his name? Lemmy kind of beard going, Rob. When you're on point, I will say that. Yeah, I'll leave the impressions to you, though, man. And guys, let's get right into it. We have a very obviously interesting show. Little disclaimer here, guys. We know it's going to be a little different this year. I, for one, am very thankful that we do have a WrestleMania. You know, in our own way, we're kind of making plans, just kind of communicate with each other and talk with the internet wrestling community while we watch this show. Uh, so again. I think we can kind of criticize the storylines a little bit. We can criticize the build a little bit, but let's just try to keep it fair with everything going on in the world. And I'm again, very thankful to some of these athletes that are, uh, 
you know, kind of sacrificing their health a little bit uh, just to put on a show for us. So I think entertainment is huge right now. So round of applause to, uh, for them, of course, and uh, we're thankful for that. But uh, without further ado, let's get into it. As always, we start with Ladies First here on the Bob Culture Podcast, and we're going to start with the women's tag team title match. Of course, the Kabuki Warriors uh, versus uh, Little Miss Bliss and Nikki Cross. Who do you think, we're going to start with Vax since he's making his return today, who do you think is going to walk out with the Women's Tag Team Championships? I think we're kind of ready for a change. I would like to see Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross come out. I mean, I did predict, hopefully months a few months or two ago, that um, Bowling for Soup was going to play Alexa Bliss to the ring. Yes. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen right now. I mean, I predicted Joan Jett and Ronda, for Ronda Rousey last year, correctly, by the way. But... Yeah, I don't see it's going to happen. I mean, it had a lot more pomp and circumstance, but still, I would like to say, I think Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss take it. I mean, they're really building up this whole, like, Alexa Bliss is coming to her own as a face now, and the whole odd couple tandem, you know, the female head cheese. Yes, I mentioned head cheese. Nice. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go to Cross and Bliss. I think Rookie Warriors have had a nice run, but I'd like to see Asuka start getting back in more of the singles ranks, even Kyrie Sane, too. But so I'll go Cross and Bliss. I like it, Mike, and I'll agree with you. I'll go Cross and Bliss as well. Just because they've seemingly been on TV every week going through all this. Uh, I know certain times we haven't seen the Kabuki Warriors as much. They've had it for a little while here. Just uh, with everything going on in the world and storyline-wise, I would love to see Bowling for Soup kind of make a surprise performance there. Obviously, I don't see that happening. But little surprises along the way would be nice. And Vac, if they do... uh, end up playing it at SummerSlam or whatever, I'm still going to give you the points for it. I'm going Cross and Bliss on this one. Bill, what do you got for us? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Bowling for Soup did a, they cut to a performance of it. Ooh. Like if they did like a remote, like kind of like what Dropkick Murphys did on St. Patrick's well, Day, like no, they did like a close like black box and they kind of did that. I think it'd be cool. I mean, you're not going to get a crowd reaction anyway, so like it, it could happen. Love it. Um, as far as like, I have to go like, for some reason, I see Kabuki retaining, but I can't. I have to go with my heart because my daughter's favorite wrestler is Alexa Bliss, Aww. and she'd be so happy if Alexa Bliss won a title. And it, and it has been quite some time. I think well over a year since we've seen, or if, if not going on two, maybe that Alexa Bliss has had any gold. So uh, she's due, and I, I don't know, like uh, Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors. They seem to be more focused on them in singles. I know that was due to Kyrie Sane injury and stuff like that, but I can see them switching the belts, um, giving it to the faces. I feel like that might actually be a trend for this WrestleMania. Like, I feel like, you know, maybe is we're going to get a lot of feel good on this one, and that's fine by me. Gotcha. Now, Mr. Wittis, what do you got over there? Do you, I'm, uh, I'm going to complete the cycle here uh i'm going i'm going with alexa and nikki uh there's a, a long-standing unwritten rule in wwf wwe that if you get hurt when they're trying to do something with you you're kind of in the doghouse at the same time if you do what alexa and nikki have been doing shop weekend out Despite the circumstances the whole world is going through, uh, they, they, they take a little shine to you. And like if, like Bill said, uh, it's been a long time since Alexa's had any gold on her. It, they, they are more than due. And Kabuki Warriors, as good as they are, nobody was all that excited with them being paired up. 
So I think this is uh, th- this is where uh, the, you know the, their roads diverge. I agree, I agree, and I think um, you know Little Miss Bliss, as we call her, is definitely a title machine. Uh, usually has gold around that waist in some capacity, so I think the, for sure they're going out with it. And I like your bowling for soup idea, guys. Uh, you're getting me kind of hyped for that. Again, little surprises along the way, surprise appearances, performances, maybe even streaming. in at this point, it doesn't make a difference. I've heard ideas about having a crowd kind of interact, um, you know, through online capabilities. Obviously, you'd have to vent that somehow. But I thought that was an interesting idea as well so they kind of did that with AEW uh last uh the most recent ep- not this week's episode of dynamite but the one before where they had wrestlers in the trailer and they were cut to them so i mean if they had a studio audience like kind of like the watch along but figured a way to pump people in i mean i think that's a cool idea it, it gives you something it gives you some semblance of realism yeah that's have like you know people like groups of 20 and kind of like you know it had to be that. I don't know what they say the max distance thing your group of people is now. But I mean, you can do shots, just kind of like how, like, you know, when a team went to Super Bowl, they cut to, like, their home stadium where, like, all the fans are watching. It could be something like a couple different, you know, rooms. That would be interesting to have some kind of crowd reaction. Yeah, we'll see yeah. what they got. Hopefully there's some surprises along the way. And again, just pumped that we have something to watch. I can't be too critical here. Although I will say this, going into our next match, uh, one of my personal favorites, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, I don't know where this came from. I don't mind the matchup. I think it's an easy singles win for Alistair Black. Uh, I Again, I don't really see the story here. I might have missed something. Again, we're working with limited uh, time and uh, personnel here. But uh, I'm just going to go Aleister Black and hopefully a good match, and I do not see Black losing in this one. We'll throw it over to Bill. Um, well, where did this match come from? I'll to quote Matt Hardy, the whole of someone's ass. That's where it came from. This is, this is a very um, this is a very old school WrestleMania type match where it's just kind of thrown together. I mean, you, you go back, look at the Undertaker's early matches. He was like, he's fighting Jimmy Snooker or Jake Roberts. Why? Because, you know, and that's, that's how a lot of older WrestleManias were. So this doesn't surprise me. Um, Aleister Black should win. Right. Because he goes on TV and beats people. But, like, it's Bobby Lashley. And these are two of the most protected guys in WWE. So to put them together, you're like, it's it's kind of a coin toss to me. I think the winner should be Aleister Black. So I'm going to go Aleister Black. But I would not be stunned. And also, Black. Laugh hysterically if Bobby Lashley wins because we haven't seen him for like a month and a half. But smart money's on Aleister Black. I agree. In fact, I think Black only had one singles loss on Monday Night Raw so far. That was against Styles, I believe, with some interference. Um, let's throw it over to Matt. What do you got on this one? Yeah, I'm going with Aleister Black too, uh, just because he should. Um, with, with Bobby, I mean, he had a huge upside when he came in, but that's been squandered over the past couple of years. And you know, both guys carry a big, legitimate background, but Aleister Black is the one that you know kind of looks like they they actually going to do something with. But we've seen that uh, that been up there on the block before, where we thought they were going to do something with Aleister Black, but this is, I think, this is his time. And getting a win over Bobby Lashley kind of takes him from you know, knocking out jobbers to wherever they plan on taking him. 
Very well. It's said. really wild. It's really wild how Bobby Lashley was in a main event program, you know, final segment of Raw, like for months, and has been dropped from that. Like I don't know. Like like like. Okay, let me do a finger that can snap like that. <laughs> um, it's insane. Like he was he was the guy in the main event picture uh, for Raw, and now it's. He's back to middle of the road within, like, seconds. Yeah, man. Just like our uh, good friend Rusev, Bill. You know that story. All right. We'll throw it over to Vac. Take us home. I'm going with all you guys. Definitely Aleister Black. And it's just because he should. And, I, you know, and I liked what Bill mentioned that it was like, was it a match? It's like an old school match. Like, okay, it's what? A WrestleMania. And they show the graphic. It's Bubble Blah versus Bubble Blah. And then they built something around it. If there's anything. But... Yeah, I mean, Aleister Black, he's, you know, I think they realize that he's more exciting without saying a damn word than, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to pair him under the sheets with Lana and all these stupid little segments or anything like that. He's he's friggin' cool. Strikes are awesome. He had even, he got some great matches with Eric Rowan. Some of the best ma- singles matches of Eric Rowan of his, his career helped put him over by making him all to be a little bit of a monster. It took, like, I think, like two black matches to put down Eric Rowan. And then his matches with Styles, and Styles sold that thing like a madman. You know what? Yeah. After this, I would like to see Aleister Black start to chase maybe Andrade for the U.S. belt, or I don't know if he's going to go over the, you know, the IC title scene. So... But yeah, this is Alistair Black's win, his first big Romania moment. So yeah. All right. I think we're all on the same page here. Let's keep it moving, guys. We have a lot of matches. In fact, this WrestleMania is too big for one night, if you haven't heard. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to keep it moving here. We're going to talk about the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Now again, we're trying to avoid all spoilers here, but I think at this point it's probably uh, common knowledge that The Miz is not participating in this year's WrestleMania. Um, so is this match going to happen, boys? And uh, I guess right now I'm looking at it as either an Uso versus New Day, just kind of match, uh, ladder match, I believe, or maybe something where Morrison, you know, tags in with somebody else, <laughs> Joey Mercury. I don't know. But um, what do you, do any creative, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, take, take, no, take, Take it away, Bill. Do you see any of them getting creative with this? Do you think this is getting scrapped? Uh, what, what do you got for us? Uh, is this definitely a ladder match? I think it was, right? Yeah, they made it a ladder match last week. Ladder match, yeah. Okay. Ladder match. Um, no, I think, I think you'll still see Morrison is built for those matches. So they're going to find I me. Mean, listen, if they could pull Austin Theory, who has just been a guy who loses all the time in NXT and throw him on a Mania match, they could throw anyone into this. And I have no idea if they've replaced The Miz, but I think you're not going to take Morrison out of that. He's too dynamic in a match like this as both like a guy who could be bounced around and a guy who could fly off the ladder. Um, So they'll replace him with somebody, but I think, yeah, we'll see this go all the way through. And I think think it's time to give the Usos the win. And Mania, they don't, they, you know, that's been their thing. Like, they, they really haven't had too many Mania matches, you know, and I think, like, yeah, you know, this is going to be a temp, like, I could see them switching it back when Miz gets healthy and, you know, you know, get well soon, Miz, you know, it's like, I, I so I think put it on the, put it on the Usos. It's no harm, no foul, putting them on them. I mean, neither, the same thing with the New Day, but I think the Usos have really, you know, they've come back, they're hot, put it on them. I'll, I'll second that, Bill. I think that's a fair choice. And, uh, I, you know, you give me some confidence saying this ladder match will go on. Uh, hopefully we see Morrison team up with somebody else. You want to get really interesting, throw Morrison with Woods. Wouldn't that make things interesting? But, uh, again. I mean, 
you're yeah. not going to see him for a year. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would mind seeing Morrison and like they throw Cesaro in with him. I was like, going to go Jeff Hardy. I was gonna say, is Jeff Hardy healthy right now? Well, I mean, he's back. Yeah, yeah. Like, like is, is is his knee doing all right? Yeah. I have my own prediction, but I'll wait till I get Pandora. Okay, well, I'll, th- I'll throw it over to you, Mike. But I'm gonna throw that little Jeff Hardy curveball in there now because they keep hyping. He get he has the rights to uh, no more words. They're gonna bring that song back, which uh, Nunez and I are pumped for. Uh, so that would be cool, kind of a Jeff Hardy Morrison. Although you kind of have that heel face, so it doesn't really work. Uh, but I'm excited for this match, and I'll echo you, Bill. I think no harm, no foul. Got to go with the Usos, who have always kind of been uh, relocated to that pre-show spot or not having that, those mania moments as much. Uh, so I'll, I'll stick with you. I'll go with the Usos, Vac. What do you got? Well, yeah, don't be wrong. If the Usos win this match and get their mania moments, you're right. They've been always been relegated to the pre-show and the military title scene. Yeah, I'm not going to hate that. Kofi obviously had his big moment last year, but I think for a cool, if Miz isn't, I think for a good stand-in, is I would say I'm gonna go Velveteen Dream to go wow. out. Okay. Cool. It just flows so well with them. I like Wearing sunglasses, being the cocky style. Miz and Morrison on commentary were gold last Friday night. I mean, they were like mocking the so-called crowd chants, like doing the fight forever and the clapping, and like you know. Mocking the crowd chance that we're used to seeing that you, I know you, Matt, you tend to not like because they get overused a lot. <laughs> but, um, fight forever, clap, clap, clap. This is awesome, clap, you know, mocking it. You, you deserve know, it. Together, and it was almost like they never split apart. They're so good. Velveteen would be a nice little rub. I mean, they may not win the match, but it would be a nice little showcase for Velveteen to get, like, you know, eventually onto the main roster. But maybe it'll just be like, you know, either way, if he gets in the match and does a good showing and the Usos win, cool. And if somehow he helps them retain, it just helps put them over, you know, better. And it's a way for them to introduce him. Maybe they can be kind of like a stable. But, you know what, I'll go with you because I would like to see it happen. I'll go Usos. Them and their brand new haircuts with brand new belts. I do like that um, prediction about bringing Velveteen in. Obviously not a call-up. In fact, I don't like using that term anymore. Uh, Me seeing NXT as my favorite and superior brand. But uh, obviously it was looking like Velveteen is challenging for the NXT title. But that Morrison and Velveteen dream combo, it works. I see it. That's very interesting, Mike. I like the way you think. Uh, Let's throw it over to the anti-smark. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think that the Usos were an option until Bill brought up they have been doing what they're supposed to do for the last couple of weeks, not doing what they're not supposed to do. Uh, and I'm going to throw a, a curveball that makes some sense as a Miz replacement. Uh, Miz has been a successful tag team with John Morrison. Miz has been in a successful tag team with R-Truth. Oh. We don't see on there. And Miz, Morrison, and Dream, that does sound like they all go together. It sounds like it's it's too much of one thing, and if they're going to have a, a little be, bit of a free bird thing, I think throwing our truth in there is a uh, is a third and a half wheel. <laughs> <laughs> that, that if they decide to retain it and keep going with them that way, I, I see them get a lot of quality TV out of them. Interesting. Very good. So you're going to go Usos. So if truth shows up, if if if, if it's truth coming out of that uh, tunnel i don't see how it goes to anybody else but the uh i mean i would i would rather see truth than goldberg and have truth win (laughs) wow personally (laughs) we'll get there and truth is current 24 7 champion i believe again um 
thanks to some cuddling. For the 3,287 time, I believe, yes. I love it. Hey, I'm all about it. He made that, yeah. you know, when that t- t- title came out, I was very skeptical. I was like, oh, man, I wish that was the hardcore title. But uh, they made it work. No, I should rephrase this. Truth made that work. And, uh, you know, we tip our caps yeah. to him. That, that's yeah, amazing. Uh, moving on, let's get to the Raw Tag Team Championships here. <laughs> I know there's going to be a lot of references to uh, Montez's uh, leapfrog over the rope senton moment. <laughs> the the one um, gif or whatever it was, the video where he hits it and there's that big explosion. I was crying. <laughs> so funny. But um, that's winning the internet right now. I'm a big Street Profits guy, and of course they are taking on... Um, Angel Garza, and as we've announced earlier, Austin Theory. I'm a big fan of Theory from Evolve. Uh, I think, you know, he's going to have a similar career path to that of a Randy Orton or something like that. I really do. Uh, You know, he's just getting started in NXT. He's got a big match already. They go right to the well. They get Austin Theory. I think that speaks volumes. I'm going to throw this to Bill first because uh, you have on our show had a few rants about uh, Umberto and Angel Garza. And I think they heard you, Bill, because right after your first rant, uh, Garza got called up. So, you know, they're listening. What do you think about this one? Um, like, yeah, like, I don't love this one. I mean, like, I, Garza and Andrade would have been, that would have been a cool team to go against uh, the Prophets. I don't love the Austin Theory call. You have a uh, hundred other guys you could have used over this guy. I've never been a huge Austin Theory guy. I know he's he's got all the pedigree to be the guy. He is basically John Cena and Randy Orton with flips. <laughs> but, like, for me, he doesn't do anything for me right now. I Like, I've seen him in documentaries. I'm like, wow, he's like got a great story. Seems like a cool dude. But when he gets in a ring, he is – the new Randy Orton, and we all know how I feel about that. So <laughs> I don't see I don't see them because he's a he's a replacement, and he was replacing the U.S. champion. So I don't see them, you know, beating the profits. The profits are too good right now. Again, another feel good win, um, and like. I'm surprised. I'm hoping Demontes Ford didn't do a long-term injury because that was a bad moment on Raw. But, uh, but yeah, I think uh, profits take it uh, because there's so much more you could do with them, and um, I kind of almost wish they would unify the tag titles and just have like a team like the Profits like bounce around and like because they would be fun on every show. Absolutely, and I've been fans of and them for a long competition. time. And like New Day Street Profits, that'd be Usos Street Profits. It'd be great. Ooh, I like that, Bill. Maybe they combine all these men. That would be cool, kind of like a unified title match at WrestleMania. I know we're dreaming at this point, but I like what you're saying there, Bill. Uh, you think Street Profits retain? I think so. I think it's like too much of a patchwork team challenging them, and unless they decide to go really left field on us because they they they're very high on austin theory um i still i still think street profits are gonna retain yeah i will agree with street profits although you know in a crazy world austin theory could be that kind of guy and angel garza that they just give them the gold just like that and you're like whoa and these guys are gonna have stellar careers and this is kind of like an early thing and then you have a faction already uh with andrade who is the u.s champion still right uh, so, so they all have titles. That could be another way to go. But I'll go with Street Profits. They're hot right now. Uh, Well-deserved. I've been fans of them since for a very, very long time, uh, Tez especially. So uh, I think they're going to continue to kill it. Let's throw it to Mike. Definitely going Street Profits. I mean, these are this is one of the best 
pure tag teams that have been on the, that have promoted from NXT that have actually had really good success on the main roster. Like they're getting fans are taken to them. I mean, no fans lately, but you know what I mean. But you know, I love the fact that like they have the whole Bret Hart, Jim, the Anvil, and uh, like the whole like one's the power and the high flyer, one's power and big man, one's high flyer and quickness, and they bounce each other out. They're fun. I'd love to see them also mixed up with New Day. So, like you said, Bill. Maybe hope you unify the belts, but yeah, if they really, I can see them holding the belts for a while. I'm definitely saying three profits on this one. I think that's a safe bet, Matt. What do you got for us? We're gonna touch all four corners. I'm going with the street <laughs> profits. Uh, they are one of the hotter acts in the company right now, as far as well when there is a crowd, a crowd reaction, uh, marketable. You know, Austin Theory's replacement. Um, it just makes sense. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Angel Garza going back from when he was an impact, watching him wrestle with a busted shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad seeing him getting, uh, if not a WrestleMania moment, a WrestleMania paycheck. And I think that's uh, with two nights and 16 plus matches. I think that's one of the things that uh, brought Austin Theory in. I think they see some stuff in him and say, hey, you know what? Let's, let's give him a. Let's put him on the floor and see how he runs. Interesting. I, I got you, man. And uh, Matt's a huge Angel Garza fan. Not as big of a fan as uh, Charlie Caruso is of Angel Garza, but I digress. <laughs> Let's. I am, however, as big a fan of Charlie Caruso as she is of Angel Garza. So <laughs> There it is. Charlie Crow Russo, Mike, am I right? Um, moving on. Oh, yeah. I can only fantasize about her until she's officially your wife, then I gotta back off. <laughs> moving on here, gentlemen. Out of respect. <laughs> All right, moving on here, gentlemen. Uh, let's talk about, we have Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, uh, the queen. Speaking of queen, we gotta do a shout-out to our friend queen, uh, who we love having on the show. It is her one-year anniversary of Queen's Court podcast today. No, that is not an April Fool's uh, joke, so shout to our friend queen. And uh, this is one match that I think that they have actually given some time. And Bill, I was very excited about earlier on, just having the NXT women's title a part of WrestleMania. Big Rhea fan. I think she has cooled off a little bit. As we said, Charlotte's been on the back burner this past year, really. And I think, uh, I think, uh, I'm going to say Charlotte's going to win this one. Because uh, she's been on the back burner so long. It's another title reign. NXT, whatever it is. Raw, SmackDown. It's another title reign for the Queen. And just racking up those stats. And the Queen is back in action. Rhea's cooled down a little bit. Let's throw this to Vac. Uh, Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you great, bro. Alright, good. I had a microphone thing on the uh, screen. Wasn't sure. Um, You're right in the fact that Dave, this is one of the most longest and best built matches on this whole card. And I love how they decided to make the NXT Women's Championship value Charlotte's World. I'm the winner she chose it. And, you know, I've always been a fan of Ray ever since she was in the Mae Young Classic a couple years ago. I do felt, and I've told you guys this, that maybe it's been, she's been pushed a little bit too soon, too fast. Like, she took out Baszler with ease and won War Games with ease and dominated and everything like that. She's getting a huge match with Charlotte Flair, but I don't know. Part of me does kind of think you're right, uh, Rob. I think Charlotte will be the one to knock her down a bit. And I do think Charlotte's going to be the one to take it. Getting another, was it the 12th women's title reign on her record now? Is that something right? Like that. Yeah, something like that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. It's, it's a lot. 
I think that, I think that's a safe bet. And let's throw it over to Matt, uh, who who's a, a fan of the Book of Flair. What do you got, Matt? <laughs> now, uh, this is one is a one of the harder ones to call on the card because mm. Rhea is doing fantastically over the past year. Um, is Charlotte Flair going to start showing up on Wednesday nights if she wins it and has the NXT championship? Uh, I think most likely scenario, uh, Rhea pulls it out, beat the hell, sells it like crazy whenever they come back to TV, and that's when Bianca Belair gets her gets her uh, submarine and uh, take the belt. I do like that about Bianca. Yeah, big fan of her. Uh, I, I think she is absolutely due yeah. for, for something, for something up one more level. Absolutely. You don't even go she's here. definitely special talent. <laughs> yeah, she's great. And uh, I wouldn't be you know, mad if she were involved in this match. I was, I was pushing for it uh, months ago for Bianca to be involved in this, but they don't listen to me. What can I say? Bill, I'm very interested to see what you think about this one. I'm thinking Matt, Matt totally threw a monkey wrench in there for me. Mine um, so, too. Now I kind of want to go back on track, but go ahead. Sorry. So I don't, I don't know if Bianca will be involved or if she's going to do anything because I think we have that, that women's ladder match coming up. And yes. so it well, depends on who wins that. Um yeah, this one I'm like, I, like I, I don't know, like I, I'll, I'll be the, I'll be like the stick in the mud on this one because I wasn't, I haven't been too hyped on this because it's just like both of them, like Charlotte Flair, I think is one of the best women's wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. Rhea, to me, like she got there and like her build was so great, but it's almost like when Diesel won the title to me, it's just like he was so cool and he was so awesome and then he won the belt and it was like, eh, okay, <laughs> he's got it. I'm not overly, there's nothing, there's nothing there for me, you know? And I, I don't, like, I feel like she's kind of just been there. Like, it's the, the dynamic, the dynamic, the dynasticism, I don't know, that's not the right word. Her bombacity, I'll say. <laughs> it's kind of like that, that locomotive that was, you know, she was on, it's kind of slowed down a bit. Because now she's hit the goal, and now you have to give her something else. And Rob, you and I have talked about this. Every feud she's gone on has been like, oh, well, she's got to fight someone after this. Mm-hmm. So it almost negates what you've got. Um, I don't think she's even remotely on Charlotte's level. Uh, so, but I think she's going to, I think, you know what? I'm going to say Charlotte Flair is going to win. You know what? Forget it. Like, And Charlotte Flair is going to take on that. Because there's nothing for Charlotte to do in the WWE women's division right now that she hasn't already done. And, you know, have her down in NXT wouldn't be a bad thing. Help her get people ready for the next level. Whoever wins that ladder match, Tegan Knox, uh, will go on to fight her. <laughs> She's not going to win. Not gonna win. I know. It's probably, I'm hoping it, actually Io Shirai would be great. But probably, uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, Tegan Knox and Dakota are not done yet. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing because that'll you know that'll freshen up NXT a little bit, or maybe we'll see some more on the main roster. And I think Bianca Belair is due for a superstar shakeup call-up because I think they saw her in the Royal Rumble. The reward is Vince McMahon loved what he saw, and she is a prime target to be on a Raw or SmackDown, and she would be a amazing addition to either. 
Uh, so I'm going to go Charlotte. Flair is going to take the win here. I mean, I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to go Charlotte. Yeah, I think, uh, so what do we have here? We have three Charlottes, and Matt, you went actually with Rhea, right? I went with Rhea. Yeah. Wow, see, I'm surprised. I know you're a big flair guy, so that is very interesting to me, but uh, I like it. We keep them here uh, on their toes on the BCP. Good stuff, gentlemen. Let's keep it rolling along. Can anyone do an Otis impression, by the way? Because we have Otis versus Dolph Ziggler with, I believe, Mandy Rose in Ziggler's corner for this one. Uh, they were building this one for a long time. I, I think Otis has to get the win here, um, not the veteran Dolph Ziggler. And for storyline purposes, it could be cute. Uh, maybe some sort of turn or back and forth by Mandy, Sonya getting involved, um, Tucker. It could get it could get fun. It could get creative. Um, I think this one might have a little bit more excitement to it than people might anticipate. And I think uh, I'm going to go Otis with this one. I'm going to throw it to Vac. Yeah, it's going to be a feel-good win. I mean, will Ziggler ever get a meaning moment? I, I, I'm uh, starting to think it's never going to happen. I mean, granted, a singles win over a tag team wrestler may not be considered, you know, elite, like an elite mania moment, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I got to say Otis is going to do it. And maybe, I mean, yeah, I'll just say Otis. This is a match I'm really not too huge on. Like, Gopius will be done in, like, six minutes. But, yeah, I'll say Otis. Going with Otis. Let's throw it to Matt. Uh, yeah, all I since this whole thing started with Otis and Mandy and Dolph getting into it, I just remember years ago him having that hashtag heel on his tights. And man, does he live it great! And I am uh, going against the conventional wisdom here. I think that there is going to be shenanigans galore. I think Mandy is either likely to to turn or Tucker tries to help and things go wrong but I see I see Ziggler winning oh I, I, I don't see a feel good moment I see let's make him even more hated <laughs> and because wh- where does this go does Mandy start accompanying Otis and Tucker to the ring hmm. For I, I don't see it going there I it's kind of like be- Christian and Jericho and Trish from... Yeah, that, that's okay. why I don't see it. <laughs> I like that, Matt. You got me uh, You got me swayed a little bit. That's, that's actually I, I can, great. I can see it kind of being like the uh, when the mega powers exploded where, you know, Tucker's trying to to help out and, you know, stop Bobby Roode or whoever from getting involved and accidentally knocks down Mandy or distracts Otis. He gets nailed, something to that effect, causing some sort of a, a rift there that has to get fixed. A lot you can do with it other than just the, the yay, Otis, yay, you know, won the affections of Mandy in a wrestling match. I like it, man. That's You put a lot of thought into this one. That's not bad. You're starting to sway me a little bit. Bill, take us home on this one. I was, before Matt even said it, I was going to go Dolph Ziggler too. I think they, what, it's not, it's, you have, this is a, crowd moment when Otis finally wins and gets the girl. This is the moment like this is a the George the Animal Steel Miss Elizabeth moment. Like this is like they want this in front of people. So I can see this eventually blowing over to SummerSlam and him Otis finally getting the girl and you get that big reaction. I think Dolph Ziggler is going to win because I don't think they've built up 
enough of Mandy kind of feeling for Otis. So having him lose and getting screwed kind of builds that sympathy for Otis from Mandy. Not from us, because it's already there, but from Mandy. So I think we're going to see Dolph Ziggler get uh, the WrestleMania win. Oh, man, you are swaying me, both of you guys. Do I change my answer here? No, you stick to your conviction, bro. You, you stick to it, because right now you're thinking of Otis carrying Mandy down down the aisle from the ring, you, you know, doing a terrible job of seeing uh, Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong. In that uh, Chris Farley wow. type voice. Oh, man. Yeah, Going exactly. to his band down by the river. That's, that's my trying to. Yeah, that was pretty good. That wasn't bad, Mike. That wasn't bad. Luke, we yeah. need a match made in heaven, a match made in hell. SummerSlam 91. I remember that. The tagline. Yep, and that's what we need. We need we need that moment. And that SummerSlam moment is going to be, so many people are going to love it. Because when everyone gets back, everything's going to be over. <laughs> like, um, not in the finality way. Everyone's going to be super pumped about everything. Yeah. You got. I, I might. I might revisit this one because you guys do soon, don't do don't it. Do it. Don't tinker. Don't tinker. Leave it alone. All right. No, you're good. All right. Well, let's move on then. Now we're talking about kind of crowd reaction here. A couple things to talk about. First of all, how have we not mentioned Gronk in all of this yet? Uh, because I was hoping you would. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, it will be interesting. Obviously, it's interesting how Mojo's character completely reverted back to the old hype bros kind of character, which is better for him. I'm not sure what he was doing with the mirror and the face paint uh, besides chasing the 24-7 championship. So pairing him with Gronk obviously makes a lot of sense, them being friends and all that. Uh, that's all I got as far as that. Maybe Gronk will have, introduce some sort of guest or something like that. Uh, we'll, we'll give him a shot. All I know is he is no longer on the Patriots, and I'm okay with that. He's probably going to uh, do something to Corbin. He'll probably, like, knock Corbin down or something like that. Should we uh, Should we use that as a segue? Corbin eats it from everybody. Now, Corbin is what? a... What's the Corbin match? I'm trying to find here. Who's Corbin fighting in this one? Elias. Elias. Yeah, I wish I had my guitar. I'll, I'll strum it in a minute. But, um, yeah, I'm going to just go Elias. Uh, they paired these guys up a lot of different ways over the years. I think Elias was going to get some sort of push. Him being face, I'm not in love with. But I'm just going to go, this is Elias's win, even though Corbin got that big win, uh, retiring Kurt Angle. Last year, I'm going to go Elias. I don't know. I'm, I'm confused about this one. Let's throw it to Bill because I know how much he loves Baron Corbin. So I think Elias is going to get the win because uh, Gronk, of Gronk interference. And eventually what that's going to build to is you're going to build towards SummerSlam for a Gronk-Corbin confrontation. Uh, in between that, Mojo will be the uh, stopgap. And um, you know maybe they'll give Mojo a couple wins, and they'll, those who will fight, Corbin will beat him, and then eventually we get the celebrity match between Gronk and uh, Corbin. And um, I feel like I need another drink after saying that, or a hot shower, or ten hours of AEW, because uh, God, that just hurts my brain. Wow! Wow! Well, I do like I. Sorry, I do like this, Bill. I do like how you're thinking ahead, um, incorporating Gronk into some sort of wrestling match, and that makes a lot of sense. Uh, now, Matt, a guy who actually legit does like Baron Corbin, um, what do you th- what do you think about this one? I'm not being sarcastic. I am just going to copy and paste everything Bill just said. <laughs> 
because no, that is, you know, that that's the guy Corbin. They trust a lot for everything else that goes on with the guy. He is being, he's often lauded by other wrestlers, especially retired ones as being extremely safe out there. And when you have somebody like Gronk, who is an amazing athlete, but at times seems like he's made out of paper <laughs> and doesn't really know what he's doing. You, you put him in there with somebody like Corbin and this is where it starts. This will go on to SummerSlam or wherever they decide to, to pull that out next if they can't wait till SummerSlam. Yeah, I thought I, I thought this was going to be Tyson Fury when they were going to do this, but they went with Gronk. So he is Bam Bam Bigelow, twenty twenty. Great, and uh, God, I can't believe I compared him to. Great, great point. <laughs> but Matt, really well said. Great point on that. And again, Rob Gronkowski known for those big uh, back injuries and such. So yeah, that's actually a really great oh, point. Yeah. Having him work with Corbin, who I think Bill's other favorite, Orton, has has praised for doing everything right in the ring. So really well said. Um, yeah, I like what you guys are saying. Looking ahead, very well said. Mike, I'm going to lead you in on this one, all right? You ready for this? Yeah. Here we go. Um, ready? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, Here, wait, wait. Here, wait, wait, Mike, Mike, Mike. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you in, bro. I'm going to lead you in. Hold on. I'm going to lead you in. Ready? Here it is. Ready? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yep, um, go ahead. <laughs> I definitely think that the non-existent WWE universe is going to walk with Elias on this one. Because uh, Corbin had his big win last year. Elias is going to get his win this year. It might be from Ron Gronkowski's interference. Who knows? Or maybe a guitar shot afterwards. Something like that. I mean, they're going to have a lot of feel-good moments on this show. Just because, you know, we need it right now. Uh, but yeah, I could see them going towards eventually Ronk and Corbin at SummerSlam. How that's going to go, I, I I don't know and <laughs> really don't care that much. I'm sorry. But <laughs> yeah. this one for this match, I'm going to go Elias. I feel like so many of so many of us have like that that Patriots disdain uh, in our households and in our family. <laughs> so I think uh, that adds to a little bit of everything here. But uh, that being said, go Giants. All right, moving on. Let's go with um, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan uh, for the IC title. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I think Zayn retains here. I don't think this is another Daniel Bryan uh, wins the IC title at WrestleMania moment. This is going to be Sami Zayn retained and Daniel Bryan putting people over like he always does. Mike, I'm going to throw it right back to you because these are your guys right here. Absolutely. Um, I hope they give this a good 15 minutes uh, because these guys can put on magic. I mean, Sami Zayn has done so good at just being like such an obnoxious a-hole. A- a- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it clean. Um, it's funny because when you're t- paired up with Kevin Owens for so long, it's hard to make your own statement as being like a real like, you know, jerk. But he's done a great job with that as far as being a mouthpiece for Shinsuke and for Cesaro. And him getting the IC belt, taking all the credit, and taking the belt off Braun Strowman was great. But you're just going to get a great wrestling match. I mean, I don't see Sami Zayn winning cleanly, but you should get 15 minutes of great action. And I'd say Sami Zayn's going to get his big win on the media stage. And Daniel Bryan, like I said, has always been happy to put him up, people over, like he did with Kofi last year. And 
the big rub he's given Drew Gulak and everything like that. So, yeah, I say Sami Zayn wins. Great, It's going to be a great matchup. Sami Zayn wins with shenanigans. Yeah, and I think uh, that puts Drew Gulak on deck on deck for that IC title shot, which makes a little bit more sense to me. Again, that being said, Braun's IC title reign surprisingly short. Uh, Bill, I'm going to throw it to you because I am looking forward to several El Generico references and several Brian Danielson references. What do you got? So Brian Danielson versus El Generico is going to be a great match <laughs> at WrestleMania because Brian Danielson and El Generico are really great wrestlers. Um but uh, I am curious, the X Factor in all this is how they use Drew Gulak. Now, is is he going to somehow cost, like, if Dan, like what do they do with him? Because, like, this is the obvious, like, although WWE does do this, we thought Nikki Cross was going to turn on Lex, or Lex was going to turn on Nikki, it never happened. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they're going to, they're going to, Gulak is not long for being the, training partner of Daniel Bryan uh, I feel like he's either going to turn on him once he wins the belt like down the road maybe or some, there's something with Gulak they're, they're going to do something with him and I think that's this X factor I can't figure out right now hmm. like I could see Sami Zayn winning with shenanigans or because Gulak accidentally hits him and they implode like the Mega Powers, which will make another Mega Powers reference. Um, I am going to go with... Mm, interesting. Shit. Let's see. <laughs> I'm going to go with... You know what? I'm going to go with Sami Zayn as well. Because I just feel like there's something with Gulak and Danielson where like Gulak will accidentally cost him and then like we're going to eventually implode those two. Correct. So you don't really see Gulak staying that face role at all. Like they could, they could make it like this tenuous partnership for a while, then it blows up down the road. I got gotcha. you, uh, Anti Smart. What do you got? Uh, I'm also gonna go with Sami Zayn, and I think we're all kind of Daniel Bryan's gonna win. This. <laughs> 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 no, just because it makes sense. Therefore. Why, why would that actually happen? And especially with, uh, I think we're all kind of echoing the whole thing. What makes sense? Again, who knows? That's is where is this going with Drew Gulak? I mean, he's not even in the in the match, but it seems like he is going to be the one that gets the most mileage out of this match potentially. And uh, I'm also reading some reports that. After WrestleMania, uh, D-Buy plans on uh, on self-quarantining for a while. Um, he, he does have a kid on the way. It, it might be, uh, that might be a factor into it, but we're not going to see him on TV for a little bit. At least not wrestling, if we have any. So, Sammy seems to be the option, and... Maybe this gets written off as some sort of an injury. There are three guys on one side of the ring, two guys on the other. And uh, maybe that is where Gulak gets his, uh, I'm going to do it for my training partner. You put him on the shelf. Now I'm going to win that icy title for him. It, it's a classic, uh, classic storyline. I like it. Very well said, Matt. And I think, uh, you know, again, looking at it from all angles, outside the ring, uh, so to speak. So very, very good job. I think that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I'm feeling more confident about my Sami Zayn pick. I will mention this, uh, Chad Gable. No, I'm sorry. Shorty G, excuse me. Um, he was kind of tweeting to Brian and 
Gulak about kind of helping them train and all that kind of stuff. So that would be another interesting team up of Gulak and Shorty G. I can't say it. Ugh, ugh. Um, Chad Cable. So that's another interesting way to go with this. Let's move on. I think we're feeling good on Sami Zayn in this one. Let's move on to a storyline that's been building for a long time. Uh, I'm sure you guys have some thoughts on this. I, I know I sure do. Uh, Kevin Owens versus uh, the Monday Night Messiah. Seth Rollins with the heel turn. I feel like this story's been going every which way for a long, long time. We knew this was going to be the Mania match. A little bit confusing. I don't know how I feel about Owens using that stunner. Um, I don't know how I really feel about that faction. I think it's an interesting concept with Seth teaming up with AOP and Buddy Murphy and all that. Faction still needs a name. I think they just call them the Disciples at this point. Um, So, Mike, I, I feel like you could come up with a better name. But uh, that should be interesting. Let's throw it to Mr. Bill Bodkin. Mm, this is a toughie. Because what they've done is they basically set up the fact Kevin Owens really has never won at WrestleMania. And Seth Rollins only wins at WrestleMania. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like I was saying, a lot of feel-good stuff here. But now I'm now picking all the heels to win. Oh, God. Uh, I think, man, they, they got to move on from this feud. Uh, because it's just it, it's been dragging on for months. But yeah, that being said, um, no, I think I think it'll be Kevin Owens. I, just because I don't really have a definitive, I, like I can see it easily being Seth Rollins. But I'm gonna go KO because they need for him to do like he needs something. You know, he needs to move on from this, and this needs to be the definitive win for him. And uh, I could see him being in line for that. Um, I could see him turning heel and being the first guy to take on Drew McIntyre if he wins. Um, So I'm going to go, you know, as long as this match happens, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens. Uh, I'm going to second that, Bill. I'll go Kevin Owens as well, just because of the stats, pretty much. Seth Rollins winning a lot. Even when he loses at WrestleMania, he ends up winning at WrestleMania, money in the bank and such. i got to go KO. Again, I'm not huge on the face KO. I I dig the sarcasm and the attitude and all that, but i got to go... KO, and I do prefer him as a heel. Just throwing that out there. Um, Vac, I feel like you'd have some opinions on this one. What do you got? I do agree. The fact that I think Kevin Owens is better as a heel. I mean, he's as good as a face because he's got, like, you know. Good that, Lee. Um, he's got that, like, you know, underdog. Like, he doesn't look like a wrestler, you know, kind of guy. Even though he's more athletic than, like, guys 100 pounds lighter than him and a lot of them. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Rollins has done really good with this whole Monday Night Messiah thing. I mean, he's done great as a heel. I'm glad that he's back to being a heel. Um, he's got the stable. You know, all accounts, you would think you would. But, yeah, they keep hyping up all of Seth Rollins' WrestleMania moments. So, yeah, I'm going to say Kevin Owens gets this one. The stunner, eh. I personally wish we'd go back to going to Package Pile Driver. I mean, that's just me personally. Back when he was Kevin Steen. Yes, I'm going to do another Ring of Honor reference. So, I'm going to say that Kevin Steen beats Tyler Black. Yeah, I went there. Wow, there it is. Yeah, kind of an old school. I didn't even look at it that way, but great point as always, Vac. Uh, Enforcer, what, what what do you got for us here, uh, being a former ROH guy, or being an ROH guy, I should say? Uh, yeah, I am going against the grain on this one, and I am thinking Seth takes it. Okay. Um, only because, like, and whoever wins this one is going for the title next most likely and love Kevin Steens, Kevin Owens. 
Uh, KO, however you want to call him. Love that guy. Thinks he's amazing. Right now, and this really is, this is Dusty versus the Horseman when you look at it. He's allying himself with a guy here to, you know, a tag team there to take on uh, the Monday Night Messiah and his ministry. But when this is over, I, I and because of my pick for uh, later matches, I think that puts Seth in a better better position. I think that what's, what happens later in the night is going to make more sense going forward with Seth, uh, with AOP, with Buddy Murphy on his side, and continuing that. This is unfortunately, or not unfortunately, they have so much going on or certain linchpins to the top of the card. That's really what this feud probably should have had a belt in it all along. But I have a feeling that the next one will. And uh, it's going to be Seth and uh, TBD. I like that. Very well said, Matt. And uh, I think you hit it right on the head when you said a belt would be perfectly involved in a feud like this. Uh, So moving forward, maybe we'll see that. Very well said. Uh, And let's continue on. Let's talk about the women's five-way SmackDown uh, Women's Championship title match. We have Sasha versus Bayley, finally in some capacity, versus Tamina. Uh, who was it? Who's oh Dana Brooke, one of our personal friends here. Uh, We love Dana Brooke uh, versus Naomi and Lacey Evans. Of course, uh, as we said, Dana being pulled from this match. So it's a five way. Naomi always wins the WrestleMania matches. She's had a couple battle Royal wins, a couple title wins coming back from injury and winning. So I don't see her getting that. Although I do feel the glow. Uh, Now, Bill and I have talked about this a few times uh, before all this craziness happened in the world where we thought Lacey Evans was going to get this WrestleMania moment. The kid comes in the ring. Uh, Love her as a face. I'm a huge fan. And uh, I think they're going to stay the course with this, even though there's no fans. Like what you kind of said, going back to the Otis match, I'm going to stay the course here and say Evans gets it at Mania. Um, For the headlines, you know, I'm trying to think about the headlines after and the reviews and all that. Um, I think this is a big win for Lacey Evans. Maybe the kids that no, I don't see the kid being there. Ah, I'm just going to say they stay the course on this one. This was like the end game. And regardless of outside circumstances, they, ah, or is it Sasha? Yeah, I'm going to say Lacey Evans, but I feel like you guys are going to go somewhere different. Let's throw it to Vac. This is really tough for me. I don't think Naomi or Lacey Evans and Definitely not to mean to have any chance at hell. I think it's going to be between Bailey and Sasha. I don't. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. I mean, last week on SmackDown, Sasha kind of gave her a little bit of like a little glance when Bailey's like, "Oh, I got my friend backing me up to make sure I hold on to my belt." And Sasha gave her a little bit of a look. But I got a feeling Sasha will help her, but then kind of like get a little resentment afterwards and build towards her feud and say, "You only won because of me" and everything like that. I don't know who. Is going to be the face in this feud. I would love it if it's a heel heel feud. I mean, but they never really do that. But true. Uh, so tough to say, but I'm going to say somehow Bailey holds on Bailey. with Sasha Banks help, inadvertently or on purpose. Mike going Bailey. Can I please speak to the manager? Let's go to Bill on this one. All right. Um, you know why Lacey Evans is going to win? Because no one's there to boo it. Um, wow. So, wow. 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 
so yeah, they are. She is going to win because, I, like Rob was saying, I think that was the course to take. You can have the blow up between uh, she wins because of miscommunication between Sasha and, and, and Bailey, and um, yeah. You know, I think that's what's going to happen. I think Lacey Evans picks up the win due to miscommunication between the two friends. And, um, yeah, I, you know, Lacey Evans, no one's going to boo it. So, no one's there. So, wow. I think she wins because she, she needs something to do. You know, they, they need to freshen up the women's division. I think it's stale on you know, SmackDown side of things. So, I think taking the belt off Bailey, putting it, putting it on Lacey. Now you have Bailey and Sasha going to mix it up a little bit and figure out who's the heel and face there. Wouldn't it be bad to see Sasha become the face there and Bailey be the heel? That'd be different. So, let's go that end. You know what? Maybe we could see Sasha and Bailey have some. Because I, I don't think the women's division has to always just be about the title. Like, give us give us feuds between the women who don't have a belt. So that's where I'm going to go Lacey. Man, uh, you know, I agree with you on, on Lacey on this, and I think the match will be pretty good with these five competitors. But, uh, um, don't be so sure about that. <laughs> wow. But you, you realize I'm trying to get a Lacey Evans interview right now for your website. I just want to point that out, man. So, I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan. But um, maybe, you know, maybe we'll see some surprises along the way, too. We'll talk about that after this. But I'm, I'm on the Lacey Evans train. I think it, it could be a great moment for us uh, watching at home. But, uh, Matt, how do you feel? about this uh first off it's a shame that we are not going to that we didn't have this chance for you know sasha to turn on bailey and blow up you know two wrestlemanias ago when everybody wanted it and when they were teasing it and Mm -hmm. it went nowhere absolutely uh i'm actually a curveball on this i'm gonna go with naomi and safe bet yeah, it's it's a uh, <laughs> bull strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for him. <laughs> After the Royal Rumble, and mind you, it's, we were a world away from when that was time-wise and how the world is, Naomi became a meme. People mm-hmm. who had no background, no, if no fandom in wrestling, were sharing the clip of her coming in at the Rumble and cleaning house all over my social media page. Yeah. People knew nothing about wrestling, didn't like it. And if we're going to say that it's a possibility for the Usos, um, oh, let's just go ahead and say Naomi was off TV. A large part is collateral damage. And uh, giving her a nod, uh, it, like I said, it, it's, it's an outside shot, but I'm going to go with it. I'm, I'm going uh, to double down there. Wow. Bull strategy gun. I think it's <laughs> I think it's a safe bet. Uh, just uh, you know, Naomi's WrestleMania record is is really impressive. If you go back and look at all the wins that she's had and the matches that she had, so uh, I'm a big fan, and I would be okay with that. Now, gentlemen, let's get into some. And gin- it's Orlando. Oh, and th- I didn't even think about that. Yes, of ah, course. Ah, yes. She, she has the whole town crowd behind her. Which didn't yeah, right. she? Didn't she have a few years ago too, as well? Yes, she uh, did. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, but that's what they actually had in the stadium, and not in a you know. 1,000 seats. Yeah. Well, it's like... Uh, nice Jim with some risers put in there, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like Matt Hardy said. You can see all the essences of uh, those from the past, Abraham Lincoln and such. Um, <laughs> so moving on. Let's get into a bunch of gimmick matches, which, again, I'm more excited for than usual. I'm very excited for the ladder match. I just think because of the lack of crowd and 
crowd reaction. I'm very interested to see how they address that. You know, AEW's gotten very creative with that, which I've super appreciated. It added a lot more than I thought it would. Um, with these gimmick matches, I'm just a little bit more excited than I normally would. And let's get into the returning edge, which we all popped for big time. Uh, when he returned at the Royal Rumble, we were not expecting that. Versus Randy Orton. One of the better feuds going on right now. Some of the better promos. Um, I wasn't in love with the Orton saying it's because I love Edge. That was kind of interesting. That being said, that RKO um, with him and Beth Phoenix uh, very, sold very well. I thought that was a nice moment uh, in terms of the storyline. Um, so this, is, I believe, is a last man standing match. They could get creative with this. Uh, I think it could be very good. I don't see Edge losing in his return match. He certainly does not need to put uh, Randy Orton over here. Uh, even though Orton, I believe, lost at Mania last year, I'm going to say Edge pulls this one out. Let's go, Vac. Yeah, I, Edge is not coming back to lose his first match. No doubt. Um, it sucks that there's not going to be like 60-something thousand people cheering him on for his WrestleMania return. You know, and I feel bad because he worked so hard to come back, got in great shape, everything like that. And, you know, it's not really going to be, like, the big spectacle, like, you know, that we're used to. But, yeah, I, I don't see Edge. I'm also wasn't really super excited at first that they paired him with Randy Orton. But I get why they did, because they know each other well. And they want to kind of, like, ease Edge back into it. But I'm more excited for, I want Edge to win. And I'm also more excited for some of the fresh matchups he may have over the next year. Obviously, he's going to be wrestling sparingly. But some matches you could have with like Seth Rollins or AJ Styles or something like that, or something really new that you never thought some guy, you know, the dream matches, as you would say. But yeah, this time it's definitely Edge, no question. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think it's you know a big spear spot. I mean, unless we get some crazy RKO, but I think some spear through something or other is going to finish this one. Bill, let's talk about your personal favorite, uh, Randy Orton. I mean, there's like there's no reason for them to put Randy Orton over, but they always find a way to do it. Um, he shouldn't have beat Bray Wyatt, and he did, but you know he's the golden god there. They love the shit out of that guy. Um, I don't think he should win, nor do I think he's gonna. Edge is there for a while, and I think Edge winning. And I also I don't think the crowd not being there for a Last Man Standing isn't as bad because I think you can get to the brutality we've seen in empty arena matches from the days of old. And I think they're gonna get they're gonna get pretty violent in this match. Um, Edge's promo on Raw was, gosh, I don't think anyone WWE is touching that promo this year. How good it was and how honest it was and how just did I have oh that I have grit. The whole thing, yeah. Oh, the, I the grit line is I, that's such a Vince McMahon thing. But the one he did, where he basically was in like a broom closet talking uh, <laughs> about how Ed, Randy Orton is he needs Edge to be great, and how he just coasts through everything. And he says, "Yeah, you have a couple moments of magic," but he's like, "I'm the guy who makes you great. You need me more than I need you. You're the junkie for me." And the whole promo I was like, "Wow, this is amazing. This is." One, this is everything I've ever thought about Randy Orton. Thank you for validating me. And two, it's like, it it, it, it it rings true in the story. And I think, like, having Edge win now makes Edge not just, you know, especially they have him a few years. Like, he's a viable guy to come out and main event. Like, the worst thing you could do is job out an attraction. Especially if it's not once a year. You know, there's only so many, you know, you know, re you know return on investment only... Could decrease if you keep has him keep losing. So what's the point? There's the McFoley effect comes back. Okay, he lost then. 
and he lost then. And then by the third or fourth time you see him again, you're like, ah, who cares? He's just going to lose again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Edge is special. This is a big comeback moment. And as long as this match happens, I'm going to go Edge. All right. Matt, what do you got? That's my caveat for every match, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is why they brought Edge back. So they could put him in front of a WrestleMania crowd at home, a home crowd, <laughs> yeah. uh, home audience, and and give, give him an, another. I mean, the Rumble return was amazing, one That's of the great. greatest moments in oh. recent memory. But it, it's not done yet. The, the The Edge train is still going, and it runs right over Randy Orton's ass. Wow. Nice. Uh, I just saw the. Uh, I saw the. I saw Bill's eyebrows reach his scalp just now. Uh, <laughs> wow. No, that that's what I. Uh, that that's what they put this together for to get Edge over. You know, Randy. You know, has has done the. He's done the job to elevate people before on big stages because he doesn't lose anything. You know, next next year when Randy Orton's in a match, we're still going to be going. Doesn't matter who it is, still think eh, good chance Randy's going to go over, uh-huh. uh, but n- not this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's crazy because um, you know I, I was huge on Edge, and uh, you know I kind of soured on him with that whole Matt Hardy Lita thing. Um, so I, you know he was one of my one of my favorites, obviously teaming up with Rey Mysterio right now. But uh, that being said, uh, as far as the promo work, the promo work and the in-ring work, uh, he's been killing it, and uh, it's nice to see someone come back from a career-ending injury. Uh, we've seen a couple guys do that thus far. Let's get Paige back in the ring. I'd be very happy to see that. Um, uh, no, it's going to be a tall order. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But let's uh, keep it rolling here, guys. We got a few more matches to get to. Talking about these gimmick matches, we do have the Firefly Funhouse. Match, try saying that five times fast uh, with the returning John Cena versus The Fiend, who Bill and I have said several times on the podcast has kind of cooled off a little bit. Uh, I think this is where The Fiend gets that big win over John Cena. I had heard some backstage stuff about some sort of disagreement about the outcome of this one um, concerning John Cena and Vince McMahon. I'm just going to say this is where The Fiend. Uh, please don't give me that red light, first of all. Do not give me that red light, because I'll, I'll be tempted to turn the TV off. That just uh, doesn't add anything to it. Let the Fiend have his amazing entrance, his amazing music. Let's see John Cena back. This could be a great match. Um, I've heard things where they have, obviously we know things are taped, but this was somewhat of a movie-type production, and uh, very interested to see what this, how this comes out. I would say Bray Wyatt has somewhat of the home-field advantage in this one. I just think on all aspects, it makes complete sense, which means it won't happen, but it makes complete sense for The Fiend to walk out with the big win over John Cena in this one. And then, interestingly enough, John Cena could go back to that Thugonomics character, which we saw at WrestleMania, and there's always the turn after The Fiend loss. So I could see this playing out for a lot of reasons with The Fiend winning. I'm going to throw it to Vac. Well, ever since I made this match, there was no doubt in my mind that Bray Wyatt's winning this match. I mean... They hyped up, they fought six years ago, Cena won, Bray Wyatt, you know, has been on, unfortunately, we're not going to talk about the Goldberg loss, but I mean, like, he was on such a roll, had a great match with Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble, uh, may actually make Daniel Bryan look somewhat good, even though, like, the Fiend's supposed to be, like, an unstoppable character, but, 
I mean, the Firefly Funhouse match, I mean, I don't know why. They, they didn't really need to do that. I think it would have been straight up as a good singles match. But I definitely see Bray Wyatt winning. I know there was also rumors that this could be John Cena's, like, quote-unquote retirement match. No. Unofficially. And honestly, it definitely should not be this year in front of an empty crowd. If it's going to be his last match, it could be something where it was like when Stone Cold lost to The Rock. It wasn't like his retirement match, but he saluted the crowd afterwards, and everyone kind of knew it was like an unofficial retirement match because we go, oh, what if Stone Cold comes back? He, he never came back. So it could be something where Cena loses a hard fall contest maybe next year to somebody, to an up and coming star or another big time guy. And he does like the salute one more time, cries, people cheer, and that's it. And he goes off to like, you know, make some more blockbusters. Interesting. But this year, I definitely say Bray Wyatt's getting it. Yeah, I, I don't see this being the retirement for Cena. I, I think in, in some ways he, he misses it, and this was very important to him to come back for this one. I don't see it being the retirement. It very well could be, like you said, an unofficial, but uh, I don't see it that way personally. Uh, how about you, Matt? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think this is likely John Cena's last match. Um, I also see this as you know the Fiend going over. I want to put a side bet in here um, only because whoever's idea it was to project, you know, maggots and cockroaches and worms onto the mat Ooh. during uh, the match with Randy Orton. This thing's going to be produced as a Firefly Funhouse match, whatever that is. But I think we can imagine that part of it's going to be on a on a soundstage somewhere that they pull off the Scooby-Doo and John Cena chases sweater clad Bray Wyatt through a door and comes around to the next door and the fiend is waiting for him. I love it. I love it. I, I, I see it happening. It's goofy, but I would actually pop for that. Yeah, me too. I love uh, it. And this is uh, this undercurrent of, of the fiend where he's he's going after the, the people from Bray Wyatt's past he, he hasn't uh, he, he hasn't balked on that yet so this one's gonna be John Cena and this is uh, this is gonna try and repair some of the damage and this will be sink or swim time after this very well said Matt and then you see that John Cena picture with the X's on the eyes hanging hanging on the wall after this yeah very well said uh, Mr. Bodkin your thoughts if Bray Wyatt doesn't win this match uh, Bray Wyatt should retire and that's the thing. Like, Bray Wyatt is done. Like, you, there's no salvaging Bray Wyatt if he loses this match. I don't care if it's The Fiend. I don't care if it's Bray Wyatt. I don't care if it's Husky Harris Reborn, man. He ain't coming back because wow. they have completely... I mean, that Goldberg loss, it almost killed him. Like, the fact that he got with Cena, like, he was cold go- for a while going to, like, the Royal Rumble, he was ice cold going into that. I thought, yeah. and I thought, especially even after the Seth match, it was like, he was the hottest thing in wrestling. That's all we talked about. Now, like, I forgot he was even around. Like, that's bad. Like, and I thought his promo he did with Cena that first time, that was one of his best things he's ever done. Both guys, I've seen some of the best work they've ever done, that first empty arena SmackDown. It was great. I had friends who are, don't like wrestling at all. Like, this is really weird. Like, this is crazy what they just did. I'm like, yeah, it's really wild. And he needs to win. But they also need a plan. And I don't trust WWE to ever have a plan. But I'm just hoping they're not like, well... 
things are tough. Let's have Cena win. Also, you know, I'm just hoping that's not the plan. So I'm going to say Bray Wyatt, but man, I am trepidatious in making that call because I feel like they don't have, they have the faith in Cena. There's more money to be made with Cena than Bray Wyatt. And I think they see it, especially Rob, you're saying they're arguing over the finish. John Cena at this stage of his career, to me, seems like the guy who's going to put everyone over. If they're arguing the finish, like, does that mean WWE wants him to win? And that's not going to be good. And I'm really hoping, by the way, that Jeremy Borash has a hand in shooting this whole thing because he did the final deletion with Matt Hardy, and we all saw how crazy that was. He did the Woken Matt, Bray Wyatt stuff. He knows that to film weird. Let him have the ball with that for sure. Interesting. Very well said. And again, like uh, what I had read was like, I think it was a report. And again, I take this so much of the grain of salt. It's probably not even true that like Cena had actually the other way around had, had thought he should win. And they were saying, uh, Bray should win. I don't know. Um, well, I told you it depends on the site you're reading it. on. Exactly. There you go. Right. So I take that very much of the grain of salt. Um, it's all about sources. We know that let's this keep it a feel good moment. That just, it, it, it's going to hurt somebody if you do it. Yeah. I agree with that part. Right, yeah, it's, it's got to be, got to be themed. Uh, let, let's move on here, gentlemen. Uh, to uh, we were kind of talking about this earlier before we started recording the pod. Another gimmick match, uh, talking about digging holes and taking souls. We have the Undertaker. We need a gong here versus uh, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Now, guys, I did want to get all the clips of us saying the past few years, especially Vac and I. Let's get the phenom versus the phenomenal one. How many times have we said that on this show the past three years? Glad it's happening. I know some people feel that it's way too late. But uh, this could be exciting. We don't really know what a boneyard match entails. Uh, we do have some ideas. We did see a little bit of the biker undertaker persona a little bit. Uh, so that would be fun. I think people would go nuts for the uh, you've done it now, <laughs> that whole thing. Uh, that would be really cool. The motorcycle. Uh, why not now? Could be very interesting. I think this match having a big gimmick is crucial. I think it's going to be very important to the pacing and um, not so much what these guys have left in the tank, but these guys working together. Uh, Obviously, The Undertaker having such a long career. Uh, And this is what I am very stuck on picking the outcome for. So I'm going to hear you guys out first. And Vac, I'm going to throw this to you first because we've been talking about this one for years. Now, at this point in the game, who's coming out the winner in this one? Yeah, it was when, when the Undertaker himself requests to work with you, like he picks you to be his WrestleMania opponent. That speaks volumes. He he also compared. I remember AJ Styles to Shawn Michaels, like the new Shawn Michaels, and that's as as high praise you can get. And uh, AJ Styles is also a professional, just like Undertaker knows how to work a match, knows how to keep himself in as best shape as he possibly can this late in his career. They know, they'll know how to work this match. They will make it great. They will keep it slow when they have to. They will pick it up when they have to. Um, I totally would have predicted AJ Styles gets this win. It doesn't hurt Undertaker. But again, like you said, if you want to make all these like fan favorites and beloved, most popular guys win to give the people to smile, give the people something to smile about, you know, because we're in tough, tough times right now. You can go Undertaker, but I'm going to stick with my original pick, and I'm going to say Undertaker picked his opponent, and I know he's going to pick him to put him over. So I'm definitely say AJ Styles gets the win here. Mike, I can't argue with that. That was actually very, very well said. I cannot argue with that. 
at all. But again, it's like we don't really have the streak anymore. But an Undertaker loss at WrestleMania, it's tricky. Obviously, I thought it was going to be Drew Undertaker, you know, going back to as early as this summer or last summer. Uh, I know Undertaker had been high on Drew McIntyre as well. Oh, man. Uh, if Drew was still a heel, I would love that too. And personally, I prefer Drew as a heel. That's a different story. I, 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 I'm, I agree 100%. Um, absolutely. Very well said, Mike. Let's keep it moving here because um, we we got to cover NXT and AEW in less than a half hour. Let's keep it moving. Bill, I feel like you have some thoughts on this one. I'm going Undertaker. Um, here's the thing, like, when you talk about the feel-good moment of Cena and Bray Wyatt, it's Bray Wyatt needs that or he's done. AJ Styles, at this point in his career, losing doesn't really matter because he's lost a lot of big matches. Uh it doesn't really. T- it's the Undertaker. I think if you lose to the Undertaker, it's like losing to Andre in his prime. It's like he's the legend. He's still almost seven feet tall, almost three hundred pounds. He's beaten everybody and fought every match. You know, you lose to him. It's more about being in a dance with him. You know, than, than losing the match. And I think this is going to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think AJ will look great, and AJ's a heel, so he's he's really coming to his own as a heel, just being you know a loud mouth, and he could talk his way around losing to the Undertaker and how he got screwed because of you know demonic forces. I'm sure Michelle McCool's going to get involved, and Gallows and Anderson will get involved, and um, you know I, I just look at it like, hey man, like it's the Undertaker, it's WrestleMania. I think. The Brock loss and then the Roman loss were two real. Everyone was just like, everyone kind of hated those moments. Like, if you're an Undertaker fan or a Journal fan, so I think you give it to Undertaker. Undertaker wins this match. It's his match, and he's made it personal. And for Undertaker to lose to a guy who's been running down his wife, you know, it's kind of basically AJ Styles taking the Samoa Joe route. Um, I think that would that would kind of hurt the Undertaker's tough persona, especially in his type of match. Uh, so I'm going to say Undertaker's going to win this one. Oh man! Now I'm you guys have me bouncing back you and can't, forth. You can't, uh, man. You got to stick to your guns. I, I know I haven't made a pick yet, so I'm I'm bouncing back and forth. You, Mike swayed me a lot, and then Bill, you had a great point uh, with the heel style. Oh man. Gonna come in. Big Cat's coming in. He's going to blow your mind. I, I know. Well, he's going to have something interesting. I already know. Going to beat up Mark Galloway. All right. What do you got, Matt? Uh, now, I don't know where I'm going. Wow. Because... Uh, no, because, uh, you know, when Biker Taker showed up, you were just like, okay, this is it. You know, it, you know, he's, he's just got a little something new for us. You know, a little... What's old is new again going on. And when he started, he cut that promo on AJ of, you know, you had to wait till now to come by because it's not me and The Rock and and Stone Cold Steve Austin. You couldn't hang with us. Uh, I, I was like, all right, well, he's a badass and kind of turning a little on the heel side. This is exactly what Randy Orton went with uh, last year. And then AJ took it up another notch you know talk about a guy's wife and it's like here's it it's the undertaker who's not behind the undertaker with the slightest excuse you can to get behind him you take it and you know this boneyard match who knows what it means when you uh 
when you put your cursor over Boneyard Match in uh, in the Wikipedia entry, it goes straight to the Buried Alive, whether that's what it is or not. Um, but I, I see this one, one being a better match than it has any right to be, because one, it, it's not the Undertaker that, you know, had that, that two in a row with... Uh, Shawn Michaels, but at the same time, it's not uh, it's not the Undertaker that had to get dragged around the ring by Roman a couple of years ago either. Um, he's a lot healthier. Uh, he's doing what he's supposed to. They can edit the hell out of this match if they need to. And True. I am going to go with I'm going to go with AJ. I flipped the coin and it uh, it came up tails. <laughs> there it is. Very well said, all you guys. Now, a couple things. Matt did bring up a great point. We're talking about, and again, we addressed this a little bit before we started recording, the Boneyard match. What does that entail? We're all kind of like, yeah, buried alive. Typically, in a buried alive match, you're usually going to see a taker or a cane loss, typically, if I'm correct. Again, I started watching kind of late. Um, so... You know, I could see that being, you know, Taker being kind of buried alive or out of sight, out of mind for a little bit. And that's a good way to write off Taker for a little bit. So I'll put a point in AJ Styles' corner for that one. Um, You know, who has something to gain from this? We talk about uh, Taker mentioning that unholy trinity that he's going to bring with him to kind of face the Andersons and Gallows and the, the clubs of the world, the OC, if you will. And, uh, Bill, you had brought up the point of having Kane involved and Alistair Black involved. Alistair having a match, but, man, I like that idea. Uh, also, like, a Demon Finn, you know, I always toyed around with that one as well. First, oh, that first won't happen. Or Sting. No, 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 no. Or, or Sting. Ooh. Sting makes a lot more sense. Ooh. Yeah. Like a Sting Bruce and a Kane. They all have that dark gimmick at some point. And yeah. he's got a long history with AJ. I don't see Kane coming in, because I mentioned that to somebody, and they're like, uh, he's supposed to be running a county during this whole yeah. mess. Like, yeah. he, he talk about losing an election. Just like, hey, I'm going to go wrestle, not be in my office. He has you been know? doing everything, though. He has been doing everything else. I've been surprised how involved he's been, but you're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, Sting would be amazing, but I don't know where he lives. Is he in Florida? Is he in Cal- if he's in California, there's no way he's making it out. No. Yeah. Interesting. I think he's Georgia or Florida. They should go to Tennessee where Kane's working. The Tennessee's probably not hit that bad right now. <laughs> oh, well. We, we hope everyone's safe and doing well for sure. And, uh, you know, again, we're looking forward to this. And uh, we'll, we'll see what they can do with, you know, the limited roster that they're working with right now. I'm going to go AJ Styles, guys. Uh, you know, Mike, what you said really, you know, stuck with me about him handpicking his opponent. You think of the names that have beaten The Undertaker over the years. Brock Lesnar, of course, who barely ever loses. Um Roman Reigns beat The Undertaker as well. I could see AJ Styles on that list. You can uh, join that elite company, yeah. Yeah, right, I could he's see earned, it. He's earned it. He's earned it, and I think, you know, if Gallows and Anderson get involved, that's kind of a little bit of a rub for them as well. You know, I'm sure they'll they'll be involved. So this could be very, very interesting. And, um, yeah, uh, and I think right this is... after a big win, right after a big win is some of the best heel AJ work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Undertaker, we know, is going to disappear until SummerSlam. So, and, and that being said, uh, I don't think we're going to get a lot of WWE uh, in the next coming weeks, guys. So we, we have to su- be super appreciative of having this show this weekend. Um, but yeah, this should be a good one. Uh, like you said, it has no business being this good at this point, Matt. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go AJ Styles, final answer. Guys, we, uh, we're on the... T- 
20 minute warning here. 20 minutes and we're out of here. So let's go to um, <laughs> let's go Shayna versus Becky. A few that's been building a little bit confusing. Let's be honest, guys. That elimination chamber match, we all know who's going to win. It started with Vampire Shayna. Becky's held the belt for about a year now. I think there's no doubt in my mind uh, Becky's dropping the belt. Uh, big Becky fan. We have always been a pro Becky podcast, as we always say here. So glad she finally just has done so well. Um, since her time as the last kicker and now becoming the man, I think the time is now for Shane to just come right out of NXT and be the next person to carry the Raw Women's title. Uh, any, I guess, any disagreement here, Mike? We'll throw no. You know what? Let's throw it back to Matt. Yeah, I'm gonna do a complete 180 from where you're at, okay. and I am calling for Becky to retain. Okay, why is that? I think that Ronda wants to be the one to beat her. Oh, okay. I think Ronda's not going to let it go any other way. It's not, it must be nice sitting on your ass for a year getting paid. Yeah. Doing anything. So does, does Ronda you know, show she, up? She pops out. You know, she can have a short short feud with Shayna if, if Vince has, has actually kind of uh, grown cold on Shayna, as some reports were. I don't know why, but there were some reports to that effect. Then, well, she was right. supposed to win the Rumble. Yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, I remember uh, that, yeah. All right, replacement Ronda, you're out. Regular Ronda, you're in. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Very true. Replacement Ronda, make sure to put regular Ronda over. Let's go. Wow. Other kid, per- other kid per- Damn it. So this is kind of a device to have uh, Shayna Baszler, just a tool to bring in Ronda Rousey, which, you know, we, we've said for a while we're expecting Ronda return. Uh, I'm obviously not on the Ronda train like a lot of people are, um, but that's I can't argue with that, man. That's a great, great point. So you're going with the man? I'm going with the man. All right, let's keep uh, let's keep the train rolling here. And I think Becky has that, uh, what, 18-wheeler or what does she have? She's got that truck now, so that's pretty cool. The man-mobile. The man-mobile, there it is. So let's keep it rolling with the man-mobile. Vac, what do you got? You know, it's funny because, yeah, she, uh, that's right, I'm sorry. Becky's been champ for a year. You think they've built up Shayna so much, she's going to win. She tore through the Elimination Chamber. But you know in a moment's drop that if Ronda wants to come back, like if she called Vince yesterday and said, hey, I want to come back and I want to fight Becky and I want to beat her for the belt, they're damn sure going with that. Because Vince wasn't really impressed with Shayna. She just, uh, you know, she's what she is. She's got a presence to her, but, you know, her matches aren't really like... Three, they're like three star tops. I mean, she's not really like. I mean, I'm not really a big Shayna fan. I, I disagree in some respects. Like maybe it's her dance partners in NXT were really good, but I feel like her main roster stuff. There's been a lot of air in her moves. A lot of maybe things look a little too smooth. You know that it, it, it's not as um, intense as you would think. Like if they, they keep saying cage fighter, cage fighter, and she's so smooth and so effortless. And there is some air in her knee strikes. I've seen that. I mean, listen, trust me, I can't do them. But it's like, uh, Matt just nods like, no kidding. Uh, I've seen people attempt to do working knee strikes before and hurt somebody. Oh, of course. Uh, Rollins on John Cena. Have you seen that? uh, But I feel like there's something with Shayna's main roster matches have been a little off. Uh, I've seen that, but I don't think she's... I think she's capable of putting together a really good match with the right dance partner. Absolutely. That's just me, sorry. I'm, I'm get, well, I will say Shayna is going to win because they built her up like that, and also because 
Maybe Becky needs a break. I mean, granted, she's been doing it for so long, maybe for like this whole year. You know, comes back, who knows if she's going to mean her fight with Ronda Rousey may not even need a belt. Like you said, uh, Bill, you said you you know, want to see women's feuds that don't have to have belts on the line. You want to see grudge matches. You could definitely see that. Because Becky still is the only person who's pinned Ronda since in her time. You could have that singles match without having a belt on the line. But for this one, yeah, I'll go Sheena Baszler. Why not? There you go. Bill, what do you got? Final answer. Well, I say that every, every goddamn major pay-per-view that Ronda Rousey's going to come out. Uh, and, of course, the one time I think it's actually going to happen, now there's no crowd. So, uh, I think Shayna's going to win, and somehow there's Ronda interference. Could I see Becky just winning? Of course. I don't know where you take Becky after that, but I think the smart money, or my money at least, would be Shayna wins, and then like Mike just said, somehow it's Ronda's involvement. And we got Ronda, Ronda Becky, because I think you have to extract Becky from the title picture because she's dominated it for so long. Move her away from it. Allow someone, other people, or someone else to be in that picture with um, with Shayna. Like develop new baby faces. Hey, a Bianca Belair or Shayna Baszler match ain't gonna be a bad thing if we had it. Um, you know. Ember Moon will eventually be coming back. You know, you, you could still have Oscar or Kyrie Sane, and like you could have these people come in and and freshen things up. Or maybe you're going to do a superstar shakeup, and someone from SmackDown is going to come over. Like all these things could be in, in play. And I think WWE right now just needs to freshen that up, move. And like I said, Becky doesn't need the belt anymore. She'll get it again. But I think uh, Becky, if you are going to go Becky Ronda, have Shayna win the match and have Becky and Ronda just go at it. And the next time you have your big pay per view in front of people, hopefully SummerSlam, that's when you pay it off. Yeah, interesting. I think so. Uh, Shayna, so Shayna so was my pick. I know, I know. Yeah, um, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Maybe now's the time to have that four, I know we always say it, that four horse women versus uh, four horse women of MMA. I know we're going to say certain people aren't ready and yada, yada. But I think, uh, I mean, they're all healthy. Um, if these storylines get intertwined, finally this this could happen. And again, that would change the title picture a little bit. But um, you never know. Maybe come SummerSlam and, you know, we'll, we'll see what's going on with the world at that point. Hopefully everything's uh, up and running by then. And we'll be going to some wrestling shows and doing some interviews, gentlemen. All right, 10, we got what? 15 minutes left. Let's keep it going here. Now we have um, Goldberg versus uh, not Roman Reigns. I think it's very, um, very, you know, well known that Roman Reigns has pulled out for, in my mind, all the right reasons. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, great job out of you, Roman Reigns. And we'll be excited to see you back when everything's back to normal. But I'm just I'm just thinking here who uh, who could be uh, replacing uh, Roman Reigns. Mike, do you have any ideas? I got one word for you. Yeah, what's that? That's that's all I needed in my life in this podcast. Yeah, I think um, I had seen a couple conflicting reports. I I thought that was the obvious choice. I had seen something uh, where the winner of Corbin Elias was getting the spot. I saw something. I don't know if that was you. (laughs) Bill, you okay over there? Oh, my God. Just Um, just, just making Matt Riddle. Just make it Matt Riddle. I'm on that, dude. I'm on board with that. Take it, Matt Riddle. But yeah. that's but that's that's a money storyline that'll never happen. Um, Go ahead, Bill. Take it away, man. 
Uh, Goldberg's going to win. Uh, if it's not Roman, I, I can't say, if it is Braun Stroganoff, I can't see him winning. Because <laughs> Braun Stroganoff. I've told him that forever. I don't know why. It just, it's just stuck. It just, he just seems like a beef and pasta man, you know? Um, well, that's, that's all I got to go with that. I don't even know if there's pasta and fucking Stroganoff, but whatever. Yeah, it's, um, but, but it's like ground beef. It's ground beef, uh, and noodles. My, my sister's one of her favorites, but go ahead, Bill. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Pasta, <laughs> pasta gravy and meat. That's Braun Strowman, literally what he's made of. Um, I can't see him winning because it's just so thrown together. Uh, I mean, would I love to see Braun Strowman beat Goldberg? Yes, because I, I think Braun Strowman should have the title. And I think it would be a hell of a lot more interesting, but the box office is Goldberg Roman. So I think you're going to see Goldberg pull a Brock Lesnar, and he shows up when he shows up, and eventually we, we get Roman and Goldberg in front of people. So I'm going to go Goldberg. I will uh, I will uh, e- echo those statements against the uh, or for the Goldberg versus Braun Stroganoff uh, match, as you put it. Yeah, definitely Goldberg to have that Roman-Goldberg feud in the future. Uh, you know, <laughs> I keep saying Braun Stroganoff. Braun hasn't really rubbed me the right way with some of his Twitter comments recently. Um, you know, I think we all work very hard to support these indie wrestlers. He took a couple jabs. Uh, maybe it was misinterpreted. I don't know. But uh, I think, uh, I don't know, be careful before you tweet people, you know, before you hit that send button, you know, read what you're going to put. But I'm going to go Goldberg to retain here. And uh, let's start over to the Enforcer. Yeah. Um, at one On one hand, I don't see why they don't kind of want to get the belt off of Goldberg kind of quickly. I mean, that's he was supposed to be a high-profile high name transitional guy. But, yeah, Bill said it. If you're, you took it off, or you, you made him the transitional champ to transition to somebody specifically. And, yeah, since WrestleMania is kind of a wash, then SummerSlam... That looks to be the, the this year's real WrestleMania. It's a phantom WrestleMania. Just push it on down the road. They're going to be off TV for a couple of weeks. You know, you just got to trot Goldberg out in front of a crowd. That's what he's actually always been best at. Mm-hmm. You, you can make it work. Yeah. So, yeah, Goldberg retains. All right. Well, who do we have left? Vac? I agree with everything that you guys are saying. This match, the Roman Goldberg match, is just going to be delayed. Um, obviously, I said it was this match is going to be designed for Roman Reigns to get a big pop at Mania, which he's not always used to getting uh, by taking down Goldberg and being the Universal Champion. Uh, this was very thrown together. I mean, unfortunately, it's going to come at the expense of Braun Strowman because every time he's had a big chance, it just they put someone else over, and it's going to make him look bad losing to Goldberg. But the big moment, the quote-unquote WrestleMania moment, is going to be Goldberg trying to jackhammer and me probably pulling it off on, you know, Braun Stroganoff, which now is going to be in my head forever tonight. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, it's never going away. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this is just, they made the match for him to pass the torch to Roman Reigns. It's not happening, so it will happen later. It's Goldberg this time. So, yeah, Goldberg. If you want another one to keep in your head, Drew Goulash. Drew Goulash. There you go. Ah! There you go. Let's just keep it in the Hungarian meat department. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. We're already having fun, guys. And In fact, let's take it home here. Uh, I believe uh, we have Brock versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship, unless I'm missing anything. I think we're all caught up, nope. right? Look at that's that. That's it. We are, we are like up to the minute here. You guys are doing great. The professionals, guys. That's, that's why you guys are here. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at this. Gone. 
I gotta go. Uh, I think Drew's getting the uh, getting the title at the end of the night. Last match. Hopefully, I, I would assume this would be the Sunday night last match. I could be wrong. And this is the end. You know, depending where they are filming from. This is not the Performance Center, correct? It's an undisclosed location, or is it the Performance? Center? I think. I think. Uh, well, I'll, I'll have to look into that, but I, you know, if there is the capacity to have fireworks, much like AEW does, that's your big uh, coup de gras right there. Um, so yeah, I, I think he gets no question. And Mike, I do agree with you. I will say that I'm a bigger fan of heel Drew McIntyre. The three, two, one countdown is is kind of unoriginal to me. I, I think he could have come up with something more clever. And uh, you know, he's he's got that Claymore kick. Um, you know he's good, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's he's the guy, and that's that's not a knock. He's just uh, I don't know. Not not in love with the persona, not in love with the the character. Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna keep it simple. Uh, when Brock is the one who wants to put you over, he stated that. Definitely machines that you're going over. And uh, McIntyre will get this win and be WWE champion. It sucks that his biggest big career moment is not going to happen with a, a bunch of people cheering him on. But, you know, I personally would have loved to have seen him do this as a heel because he is a great heel. And, he, yeah, he's a great physical spot, 6'5", rock solid, everything like that. All the tools. I'd love to see him do it over a face, maybe like... I don't know, any, any kind of baby face, but he's just happening against Brock. He's beating Brock. That's all it is. I'll pass it to whoever else next. Let's go to uh, the cuz, the good brother, Mr. Matthew Wittes. Uh, real quick, uh, shout out to whoever produced that uh, that training montage video that they put out. Montage. Uh, the Scottish Highlands uh, carrying the barrels and playing tug of war with six guys and lifting the stones. It would have been great, great if I was on Raw. Uh, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. That was, uh, he, he, that's where this is going. It's it's Drew's time to shine. Um, this has been like a decade in the making. That's when Vince McMahon put his hand on his shoulder and said, this is the guy. And everybody said, screw you. We want to wait till you hate him first. And then we want to like him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, this is the time. Yep. There it is. Um, all right. Editor-in-chief, your final thoughts. Um, God, I hope Brock doesn't win. Um, but it's, uh, I think it's, it's going to be McIntyre. I mean, I've been a McIntyre fan since he left WWE, went to ICW, became the babyface. When he, oh, when he owned babyface and he could flip on a dime. So that's what I like about him. So, hey, if you're going to put him in the feud with Kevin Owens or a, a big babyface, boom, he could turn like that, be your heel. He's a, fi- I think he's a five-tool guy. I think he works as that kind of beer-soaked, you know, whiskey-drinking badass good guy or just a POS heel, you know. So I think it's going to be a good match. Um, and I think uh, Drew McIntyre goes over, and I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, being on top. It's so crazy that only a few years ago, maybe 2017, he was still wrestling WrestleMania weekend. He was brought back to WWE and uh, popped up on NXT TV. Now here he is, main event in WrestleMania. Yeah, I did. I actually liked him in, in NXT better than I like him now, surprisingly. And then, again, not trying to knock him. That's just my personal opinion. But this should be the big happy ending uh, to a crazy WrestleMania weekend. Um, gentlemen, real quick, let's get some shameless plugs out of the way. Uh, real quick, you know, obviously... 
give us a five-star review if you can on iTunes, you know, tune into the Bob Culture Podcast. Uh, we've been doing some watch-alongs lately. Chris Nunez literally poured his rebel heart and soul into the Johnny Takeover win, uh, the Johnny Gargano win at Takeover New York. Great episode. We've been getting some good feedback on that. Gentlemen, if you want to join me from, for some watch-alongs too, please let me know some of your favorite matches. We'll make it happen. Bill, you know, we all write for you on the pop break. Please, some shameless promo. Check us out every day on the pop Break.com. Mike and Matt just did a joint piece for our, our TV uh, binge watch series, a quarantine quarantine TV check in. Nice. Um, we uh, check us out on Twitter at popbreak.com, all spelled out. Forward slash popbreak.com, all spelled out on Facebook. Uh, at the popbreak on Instagram. Once again, that is the popbreak.com. Boom. Love it. Matt, the Twitter handle. At a anti smark. There it is. On Twitter. And uh, I keep saying this, I've been saying it for two years now. Possibly soon to YouTube. There it is. Hey, we'll make it happen. Vac, you're part of the BCP crew. We know where to find you on the pop break and all that good stuff. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much for a few minutes. You know, WrestleMania is going to be very different this year, but I am super appreciative of having something to watch. Guys, order some food. Matt, cook up some barbecue. And uh, guys, hopefully we can zoom in or check in with one another. Everybody, wash those hands, as Braun Strowman says. Stay safe. And guys, enjoy WrestleMania. Thank you so much. Peace. Yeah. All right, boys. Later. AW time. Peace. <laughs> Later. All right.